Whatever you think that you have lost, the Lord is restoring to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Anything that it feels as though the enemy has stolen from your life, God is restoring to you. In the end, Job had even more than what he started with. Hallelujah. Restoration and restitution is your portion in the name of Jesus. Amen. Whatever you feel you loved, restoration, recovery, and restitution is your portion in the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. We give God praise. We give God glory. Let's get into the word for today. Hallelujah. Last week, when we when we engaged in our three-day fasting to open up the month, and on the last day, I declared by the Spirit of the Lord three blessings upon your life. Amen and amen. And those amen. are the three blessings I want to talk to you about tonight. Uh, the blessings of the Lord that came upon us was one, supernatural help. Hallelujah. And the Bible says in the book of Judges, chapter number 5, verse 19 to 20, the kings came and fought, then fought the kings of Canaan in Tanakh by the waters of Megiddo. Gain of money they took not. From the heavens they fought. The stars fought in the heavens. The stars fought in the heavens against Sisera. Hallelujah. And from that scripture, we received a blessing of supernatural help. Today, I want to talk to you about supernatural help. Hallelujah. How to access it as a believer. Amen and amen. The other blessing that was declared upon us, was fruitfulness, Genesis 49, verse 22. Joseph is a fruitful bow, a fruitful bow by a spring. His branches run over the wall. We said that in this year, you'll be fruitful. I also want to talk to you about fruitfulness, how to be fruitful in your life. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Amen. The, the, third, one, the third one was, you know, being unleashed into the fulfillment of the purpose of God for your life. Hallelujah. We looked at Acts 13, 36. The Bible says that David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell asleep. Amen and amen. And we said that amen. you would not die until you are fulfilled to the latter. All that God has said concerning your life, fulfilling God's purpose for your life. I'm going to attempt to go through everything. If we are not done, I will pick it up again especially concerning fulfilling God's purpose for your life. I know there are a lot of questions on our hearts in that area. How do I know what God wants me to do and all of that? Today I'm going to touch on it briefly as I touch on the other three blessings. And as, you know, as we progress through the month, I will deal with that more specifically. We'll go in-depth into that. We'll answer some of the questions concerning knowing God's purpose for my life. How do I know what God wants me to do per time? Amen and amen. It matters. Hallelujah. Let's begin with supernatural help. Hallelujah. Let's Amen. begin with supernatural help. The Bible says that from heaven, they fought. The stars in their courses fought against Caesar. Israel was going to battle, and Deborah was their commander. After victory was won, Deborah sang a song. It was a prophetic song describing the battle that had happened. And in describing the victory that they won, Deborah says, the kings came and fought in Tanakh. The kings of Canaan came and fought by the waters of Megiddo. And after he said it, she said that, he said, the stars also fought. The stars in their courses fought against Caesarea. That means that even though the kings were fighting on the ground, there was something else behind the Israelites that obtained the victory for them. Hallelujah. The stars fought in their courses against Caesarea. That is what I call supernatural help. Amen and amen. And you know, when you study the life of the Israelites all throughout the Old Testament, they were the chosen people of God. One thing that marked and distinguished their life as they journeyed from place to place, as they went from country to country, was that they always walked with supernatural help. Anytime they went into battle, there was something behind the scene ensuring the victory. Hallelujah. Amen. They never went in their own strength. They never prevailed in their own power. And any time they tried to prevail by their own wisdom, they failed miserably. But any time they depended on God and rested in God's power, they won the victory easily. Hallelujah. This year, because you will depend on the supernatural help of God, you will win easily. Hallelujah. Amen. You will win easily. In the name Amen. of Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
Every area in your life where you have struggled, as you begin to depend on the supernatural help of God, you will win in that area easily in the name of Jesus. Yeah. This is what distinguished the life of the Israelites. That is why their life was full of miracles. When they were about to take Canaan, the people of the people of when they were about to take Jericho, the people of Jericho said, We your fame, your, your fear has fallen upon us. For we have heard how great things your God has done for you. The people knew that God was with them because of the things that was happening to them. Everywhere they went. Hallelujah. They were the chosen people of God. Amen and amen. And you know, the children of Israel, they were a shadow of the chosen people of God in Christ now. That is the church of which you and I are a part of. Amen and amen. They were the shadow. We are the reality now. Hallelujah. The Bible calls us the spiritual Israelites. Amen and amen. Amen. We are those who have been circumcised in heart. And being brought into the commonwealth of Israel. Hallelujah. So for us now in Christ, God is trying to point out to us that in the same way he was with the Israelites, throughout all their journeys, that is the same way he's going to be with us and even more. Because the Bible says that the new covenant is established on better promises. Hallelujah. Under the old covenant, it says one shall chase chase a thousand, two shall chase ten thousand. And if the new covenant is established on better promises, you can imagine how many ones shall chase in the new covenant. Hallelujah. It is over and above and beyond. More than what even was happening under the old covenant with the Israelites. Amen and amen. They had supernatural help in all that they did. They were not alone. There was a force behind them. That force was God himself. And I want to let you know there is a force behind you. That force is God himself. Hallelujah. Amen. And today I want to teach you by the Spirit how to access supernatural help. How to access supernatural help. Because it is a blessing that is your portion. So you better make use of it. Hallelujah. You better make use of it. The first thing is to recognize that in Christ Jesus, you have entered into this blessing that the Israelites were walking in. Because in Christ, you are the chosen people of God. Hallelujah. Who are you? You are the chosen people of God. First Peter chapter number 2 verse 9. The Bible says that but we are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A peculiar people. Do you know what that word means? Peculiar. It means strange. The Israelites were strange. They were a strange people. They walked in the desert with shoes. They never changed their shoes. As their feet was growing, their shoes were growing. Strange people. Hallelujah. God set the table before them in, their, in the presence of their enemies. Strange people. God rained down quails from heaven to feed them, fed them with the food of angels in the desert. Strange people. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Any time it looked as if they were between a rock and a hard place, God would just show up. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Something would just happen that would bring them out. Amen and amen. So when you read the book of Psalm 105, verse 7 to 15, the Bible describes how God brought them from the nation of Egypt and carried them throughout all the other nations. And he warned them that touch not my anointed ones. This was the word of God over the life of the Israelites and a warning to everybody that they came into contact with. God said to them, touch not my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm. Because the children of Israel were the anointed ones of God. Hallelujah. In Christ Jesus, you are the anointed one of God. Hallelujah. Amen. This scripture is not referring only to men of God. Hallelujah. It's referring to all of us who have become priests in Christ Jesus. God has sounded over your life. Throughout all the regions of the spirit, hallelujah, throughout all the regions of the spirit world that touch not my anointed ones. Do you know there is a decree that has gone out of the mouth of the king over your life that no demon can touch your life? Man. Do you know that? Do you know that? This is a decree that you ought to enforce in your own life. He said, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Hallelujah. Why? Because you are the apple of God's eye. Anyone who touches you is touching the apple of God's eye. Amen and amen. He has engraved you in the hollow of his palm. He knows you and calls you by name. And the last time I taught you what the hollow of his palm is, it is Christ Jesus. You are forever etched in Christ. Amen and amen. We are that peculiar people. We are strange. The kind of things that happens with us, it is strange to the people of this world. We look like we, look like we are ordinary. Because we look like everybody else. But there is a supernatural force behind us. That they take some of the things that happens in our lives. Hallelujah. Mm. 
That is why it's your peculiar people, God's own people, set apart to display the virtues and perfections of Him that called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Hallelujah. You are that peculiar people. That is the first thing you should have in your mind. You are that peculiar people. Amen and amen. Listen, as the peculiar people of God, we have access to the supernatural help of God in every situation we find ourselves in. That means that we can never be disadvantaged. That means in this year, you should never sit down and fold your arms and say, what should I do? Or what can I do? Or feel as though you are hemmed in and nothing is impossible with you. No. David said, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from above. Hallelujah. Amen. The hills are no longer somewhere else. It's in you because God dwells in you. He has sent the Holy Spirit himself, that great help, who is the Holy Spirit, to dwell inside of you. You carry the help of God with you wherever you go. That is why you can never be disadvantaged. Hallelujah. What did I say? You carry the help of God himself in you. That is the blessed Holy Spirit. He said, I will not leave you as orphans. Who is an orphan? An orphan is someone who is helpless and hopeless. Have you seen orphans on the street? They have nobody to help them. They have nobody to help them. So they are exposed to all the elements of the world. Anything can happen to an orphan. Nobody defends them. Nobody supports them. Nobody provides for them. Nobody keeps them. Nobody preserves them. Anything and everything can happen to an orphan. Nobody takes responsibility for them. But you are not an orphan in Christ Jesus. God Amen. has sent you that great help called the Holy Spirit to dwell in you. Hallelujah. That means you are not helpless. That means you are not hopeless. Hallelujah. There is Amen. one who preserves your life. There is one who protects your life. There is one who defends you. Hallelujah. There is one who provides for you. There is one who aids you in all things. The Holy Ghost who dwells inside of you. That great help of God is in you. I will not send you. He says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will not leave you as often. I will send you the comforter, the paraclete. Hallelujah. To Amen. abide with you forever. Tell me, the help of God is in me. The help of God is in me. Is in me. Hallelujah. You have amen. the help of the Spirit. Amen and amen. Amen. The Bible says that not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, say the Lord. Hallelujah. You see, Amen. it is wisdom for the believer to know that the only way he will prevail is by the spirit. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, say the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says that trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, do what? Acknowledge him. I'm teaching you how to access the help of the Spirit. In all your ways, do what? Acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. Acknowledge who? The Holy Ghost who is with you. Acknowledge him. What does it mean to acknowledge? Recognize his presence and seek his help. One of the things that gave the Israelites superiority over all the nations of the world is that they had access to God and they could access the will of God at any time. They could access the help of God at any time. How did they do that? With the urine and the tumen, which was upon the breastplate of the priest. Hallelujah. So anytime they were going to do anything, they could ask God and they could seek the counsel of God concerning that particular thing. If they were going to battle, they would take the urine and the tumen and ask God, should we go or we should not go? Hallelujah. Amen and amen. By the urine and tumen, they could inquire of God and seek his help. Now we don't have the breastplate upon us with the urine and the tumen. It is all in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. By the Holy Spirit, we receive the counsel of the Most High. Hallelujah. So, that is why it says, lean not on your own understanding. Because you see, brethren, it's not, it's not all you see with your eyes that is all there is. There is more to this life than what you see with your eyes and what you hear with your ears. Hallelujah. So in every situation, lean on the help of the Holy Spirit. How do you do that? Pray in tongues. What did I say? Pray in tongues. That is how you access the help of the Spirit. The Bible says that wisdom is as a well, in, it's as a fountain within a man. And the man of wisdom will draw it out. Hallelujah. Amen. The counsel of God, the wisdom of the Spirit, by which you will prevail in that particular situation, is as a fountain in you because the Spirit of God is in you. How will you draw from the help of the Holy Spirit? Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. 
you are accessing divine help as you pray in tongues. And don't just pray in tongues lacadaisically. Pray in tongues and listen for the answers. Hallelujah. Sometimes Amen. as you pray in the spirit, you are, you are prophesying and speaking the answers to yourself. Amen and amen. As you do so, you begin to see the wisdom of God begins to well up in you. And all of a sudden, you begin to know what to do. The wisdom of God begins to direct you because the word of God says, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge it. And he will do a direct your path. He will direct your path. Hallelujah. When you step out, you'll be directing your path. Hallelujah. That is what happens. It's called supernatural help. We are not alone. If the believer it becomes a victim of this life, it is because... He doesn't know what he carries and he's not making use of what he carries. No believer ought to be a victim in this world. It's not possible. After all that God has done for us and given unto us and made available to us, you can never be a victim. Hallelujah. Say with me, I can never be a victim. I can never be a victim. I can never be a victim. A, say with me, I'm a victor in this life. I'm a victor, I'm a victor, victor in this life. Hallelujah. You will prevail by the help of the Spirit. So depend on the help of the Spirit. Hallelujah. How? Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Another help you have is angelic help. Do you know that as a believer you have angelic help? The Bible says in the book of Hebrews concerning angels, are they not all ministers sent out to minister for those who would inherit salvation? In other verse it says, are they not all ministry spirits sent to serve those who would inherit salvation. Who are those who inherit salvation? You are now in Christ Jesus. Because there's the angels serve us. Angels do what? Serve us. Hallelujah. Angels do what? Serve us. You can make use of angels. Listen to what Jesus said. When they came for Jesus in the garden and Peter took a sword and struck the ear of Malchus. Jesus told Peter to put it somewhere. Put the sword somewhere. He says, I could tell, I could command legions of angels to come down. That means there were angels at his command. Hallelujah. In the same way, there are angels at your command. They serve you. Make use of your angels. How do you make use of them? It's the same way. Prayer. In prayer, you can release angelic help on your behalf. Remember Peter, when Peter, the book of Acts chapter number 12, when Peter was caught in prison by Herod, when we were about to, when we were about to, you know, cut off his head. Because previously, they are taking James, and he pleased the people. So Herod stretched forth his hand and took Peter also, and put him in prison. When he was about to bring him out, the Bible says that unceasing prayer was made for Peter by the church. And he had prayer released angelic hell. And an angel came and released Peter from prison. Hallelujah. Yeah. angelic hell. How? By praying. The Bible says that if I speak with tongues of angels and tongues of men, that means it is possible to speak in tongues of angels. When you are speaking in tongues of angels, what are you doing? You are giving instructions to angels on your behalf. Hallelujah. Release Amen. angelic help. This year, in the name of Jesus, I release Amen. angels to go on your behalf. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I release angels to go on your behalf in the name of Jesus. Amen. I release angels to work on your behalf in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Listen, empower your angels through prayer to work on your behalf. You understand what I'm talking about? Empower your angels to work on your behalf. Amen and amen. Let out access the help of the Spirit. You have it. The help of the Spirit is there with you. Angels are there to serve you. This is called supernatural help. When an angel came to Mary and said, You shall be with child, Mary asked the angel, How shall it be, seeing I know not a man? The simple thing the angel said to Mary was, The Holy Spirit has come upon you. And the power of the higher shall overshadow you. Hallelujah. You see, when you're in a situation and you don't know what to do, as you begin to pray, what happens is the Holy Spirit takes over and the power of the highest overshadows the situation. The next thing we know is that the miracle has come forth. We don't know how. All we know is the miracle has come forth. Hallelujah. By the time the angel of God said to Mary, he said, the Holy Spirit shall come upon you. The power of the higher shall overshadow you. And that which shall be born of you. The next thing you know is that that which shall be born of you. Hallelujah. Katolobokoshates. Listen, access the help of the Spirit. Pray in tongues all the time. Pray in tongues. Access the help of the Spirit. Be conscious of the presence of the Holy Spirit with you. Acknowledge His presence. As many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Sons of God are led by the Spirit. Hallelujah. You are the Son of God. Be led by the Spirit. Let Him lead you. He is your great help. Hallelujah. 
issue instructions, empower your angels to work on your behalf. Access super- Listen, this year prevail by supernatural strength. David said, by my God, I've jumped over the wall. By my God, I've run through the truth. You understand? David did not say, by my wisdom, by my skill, by my strength. He said, by my God, I've run over the wall. I've jumped over the wall. By my God, I've run through the truth. That means I was able to conquer the opposition. I was able to go over the limitation. By my God. Hallelujah. This year, by your God, you will prevail in the name of Jesus. Amen. Listen, access the help. Supernatural help is your blessing this year. Amen. Let me tell you, the people who you are working around with, the people you are working around with at your jobs and all those places, some of them, they access things. Do you know that? You know, sometimes people think that here in the U.S., you know, people don't, there's not a lot of occultic activity and all of those things around. I tell you, the occultic activity in this nation is more than what you think is even in Africa. Hallelujah. (laughs) People bow to things. You understand? You cannot prevail with your wisdom. Prevail by the wisdom of the Spirit. He says, I will give you a tongue and a wisdom that your enemies will not be able to refute. Hallelujah. Amen. You will confound them. Amen and amen. amen. At your job, you prevail by the Spirit. Amen. Amen and amen. amen. In every area of your life, you prevail by the Spirit. Decide amen. that you access the help of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Supernatural help is your portion. Amen and amen. Let's go amen. to the next blessing. The next blessing is fruitfulness. This year we declared, after the fast, I declared over you, you shall be fruitful. It is the blessing of the believer. What is a blessing? When we say a blessing, what is a blessing? A blessing is the commanded word. Do you know what, what, what the commanded word is? The blessing is called the commanded word. That means you are living under the atmosphere of the commanded word. That word determines your environment, the environment around you. That makes things happen. That makes things possible. Amen and amen. It is a commanded word you are living under. This year you are living under the commanded word of fruitfulness. And the Bible says that Joseph is a fruitful bow. Put your name there. Pastor Sam is a fruitful bow. Put your name there and let's say it. Hallelujah. Say with me. Pastor Sam is a fruitful bow. Hallelujah. Say with me again. Pastor Sam is a fruitful bow. Say with me again. Pastor Sam is a fruitful bow. Hallelujah. Put your name there. Put your name there. Pastor Sam is a fruitful bow. Hallelujah. A fruitful bow by a spring. And his branches run over the wall. Hallelujah. What fruitfulness. What fruitfulness? You are called to be fruitful. Amen. You are called to be fruitful. You see, the blessing of fruitfulness is upon your life. Amen. But you need to know how to work it. How do you work fruitfulness? You can't just say, oh, uh, the blessing of fruitfulness is on my life and I just sit down and do nothing. No. You must do something. Hallelujah. Somebody say, you must do something. You must do something. Hallelujah. What should you do? How, how do you bring forth the fruitfulness that is in you? Psalm chapter number one. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Psalms. Psalm chapter number one. Listen to the psalm. I love this. The Bible says, that blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sitting in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit in his season. His leaves will not wither, and whatsoever he does, prospers. Whatsoever he does, what? Prospers. Whatsoever he does, what? Prosper. He shall be like a tree. So what is the key to unlocking fruitfulness in your life? Upon the law he meditates day and night. That is the key. Hallelujah. Upon the law he meditates day and night. The next thing is he shall be like a tree. You see, when you soak the word, the word works in your life. You understand what I'm talking about? It's not the word you have just heard from a preaching. It is the word you have soaked into your spirit. That word will produce what it says. The Bible says, everything was made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Talking about the word of God. When the word of God is active in your spirit, it produces what it talks about. That is like says, upon the law, he meditates day and night. The next thing is, he shall be like a tree. Planted by streams of living waters. This year, to unlock the blessing of fruitfulness upon your life, meditation upon the word. Hallelujah. Amen. Meditation upon what? 
the word. Listen, give up some Nigerian movies you have been watching and meditate upon the word. You understand what I'm talking about? Give up certain things to meditate upon the word. What is meditating? You are brooding on the word until that word is assimilated in your spirit, man. You become one with the word. Hallelujah. Not just reading the word, reading, reading. No, you are meditating. You are meditating. You are ruminating the word of God. Hallelujah. You are so full of the word. The word will begin to work in your life. It would unlock fruitfulness in your life. You realize that, you see, your life, your, your entire life, you'll be producing fruit. The fruits of the spirit will be made manifest in your life. In your marriage, fruitfulness. Amen and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The word will create an environment around you. You know, you, know what? you know how that will happen? Let me teach you how that will happen. By the time the word of God is so soaked in your spirit, it begins to control your talk. It begins to do what? Control your talk. Because meditation is not just, I'm thinking God's word. Meditation is, I'm putting on God's word by talking. Talking, 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 talking. You begin to talk the word of God. That is meditation. You are just walking away. You wake up in the morning. You are just talking the word of God. You are just talking the word of God. That is meditation. You are talking the word of God. You are talking the word of God. He has said that I may boldly say. Hallelujah. You just talk the word of God. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit dwells in me. Amen and amen. I am no longer a slave to sin. My members are slaves of righteousness. In the name of Jesus, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. The life I live now, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Hallelujah. You are talking the word. That is meditation. As you do that, the Holy Spirit begins to give you revelation behind the word. Amen and amen. You are talking the word, talking the word, talking the word always. Talking the word always. Talking the word always. Talking. As you talk the word, the word begins to direct your life. What did I teach you the other morning? The Bible says that the tongue is like the helm of the ship. It directs the course of your life. Ships, as great as they are, and as big as they are, are turned about by the helm of the ship. That little rudder is what turns the ship. Your tongue turns your life. And by the time you meditate in the Word of God, the Word of God takes control of your tongue. It controls your tongue. The things you will say. Hallelujah. And it begins to turn your life in the way of fruitfulness. Hallelujah. Yeah. It begins to produce great fruit in your life. The Bible says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And he that desires it shall eat the fruit thereof. Amen and amen. You begin to eat the fruit of life in your life. You begin to eat what? The fruit of life. The fruit of eternal life that you are. You begin to eat of it. Hallelujah. You begin mm. to eat of it. You begin to eat of it. Amen and amen. Meditation in the word of God. Meditation in the word of God. Hallelujah. The next key to unlocking fruitfulness in your life. Tell me in your Bible to Second Peter. Second Peter. Is it Second Peter or Second Peter? Somebody talk to me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. Is it is it Peter or Peter? <laughs> Peter. 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 Oh, Peter. 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 No, Peter. Hallelujah. All right. Second <laughs> Peter, chapter number one. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Look at verse 3 to 9. The Bible says, According as his divine power had given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness, mm-hmm. through the knowledge of him that called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding, and, and exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped corruption that is in the world through lust. Now listen to verse 5. And beside this, giving all diligence, and giving all diligence, add to your faith. Add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Hallelujah. If these things be in you in an increasing measure, they make you so that you are neither barren nor unfruitful in your knowledge of Christ Jesus. Fruitfulness in your faith. Fruitfulness in our faith. One of the keys, the other key to unlocking fruitfulness in your life is add to your faith these things. First Peter chapter number 3, 5 to 7. Add to your faith these things. What are the things you're supposed to add? Virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, 
brotherly mm-hmm. kind charity. Mm-hmm. Add these virtues to your faith. They will make you so that you will not be barren. There are certain Christians, they are barren Christians. Hallelujah. Amen. They produce no fruit in their life. They are barren in their knowledge of Christ Jesus. They have the knowledge of Christ. They have the faith of Christ, but they are barren. They are not fruitful. Some are fruitful, but their fruitfulness is what I would say at the 30% level. You know, some produce the harvest 30, 60, and 100 fold. Hallelujah. They are not fruitful. But if you add to your faith these things, they will make you so that you will not be what? Unfruitful. They will make you. Add to your faith. Add them to your faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Add them to your faith. Godliness, temperance, patience, virtue, knowledge, brotherly kindness, charity, that is love. Add them to your faith. I think I've done a teaching on this before. Amen and amen. I think we'll do another one. Because of time, I'll not be able to delve deep into all of them. But we'll do another one in the weeks to come. Add these things to your faith. Add them to your faith. Amen and amen. Two things to unlock fruitfulness in your life. Add these things to your faith. Meditation on the word of God. Hallelujah. Let's talk about the last thing that we, we, we wrap up our meeting tonight. The last blessing we declared, not the last blessing, but, you know, the third blessing we declared was fulfilling the purpose of God for your life. Amen and amen. Amen. In the book of Isaiah, chapter number 53. Isaiah 53. I love that scripture there. Isaiah 53. Verse 10. Isaiah 53, verse 10. This is talking about the prophecy concerning the suffering servant, that is Jesus Christ. The Bible says in verse 10, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He had put him to grief, when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hands. The pleasure of the Lord. In other words, he says, And the will of God shall prosper in his hands. Hallelujah. Amen. That God placed his will in the hands of Jesus, and that will prospered in the hands of Jesus. That means Jesus fulfilled it to the latter. Jesus did what? Fulfilled it to the latter. Jesus prayed. He said, I have brought you glory by finishing the task you gave me to do. There is a task given you. It is called God's will for your life. Can God trust you that when he places his will in, his, in your hands, his will will prosper in your hands? Hallelujah. This year, in the name of Jesus, God's will will prosper in your hands in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. This year, God's will will prosper in your hands in the name of Jesus. Amen. Because you are going to learn how to fulfill the will of God for your life. Take with me in your Bibles to Acts chapter number 13. Let's see something there. Acts 13. Acts 13, verse 36. This is Peter speaking, and he says, Concerning David. For David, after he had served his own generation, by the will of God, fell asleep and was laid unto his fathers and saw corruption. For David, everything, this is the summary of David's life. Everything David did in his life, Peter, by the Spirit of God, tells us that it was a service to his generation by the will of God. That means David was serving God's will to his generation. Everything David did, from being a shepherd boy to being a military leader of the armies of Israel and to being a king, everything David did was service unto his own generation by the will of God. Listen, you will serve your generation by God's will. David said his own generation. You cannot serve generations that are behind you. You can only serve your generation and the generation before you. Do you know that some of us, the will of God in your hands is connected to generations yet unborn. If you fail to fulfill it, if you fail to fulfill it, somebody in generations yet to come will be in darkness. You know that? That is how serious the thing is. There are, people, there are people whose destinies are tied to the will of God that is in your hands. So don't joke with it. That is why here in faith generation we are not joking. As a pastor, I'm not joking. The elders, we are not joking. Because we know the assignment that God has given to us, destinies of nations are connected to this assignment. If we do not give ourselves wholly to it and fulfill it, there are men who will be in darkness. It's getting serious. Hallelujah. Destinies are connected. Destinies are connected. 
So as a believer, you cannot just be sitting down and be selfish, thinking about yourself and what I can get and today, my breakthrough, tomorrow, my this, my... That's the only thing you are, connected, you are concerned about. You are not concerned about the will of God in your hands. You must be concerned. Hallelujah. You understand what I'm talking about? Destinies are connected to you. You cannot fail. Amen and amen. Amen. You cannot. You cannot fail. You cannot fail. Destinies are what? Connected to you. Destinies yet unborn. Connected to you. Spiritual destinies. They are connected to you. Hallelujah. So you see, that's why as a believer, you can't live anyhow. What did I say? As a believer, you can't do it. You can't live. People can do certain things to you, you can't do it. You understand what I'm talking about? You are maturing, so I can talk to you like people can do certain things to you, you can't do it. Because destinies are connected to you. God says, My pleasure will prosper in his hands. When the will of God prospered in the hands of Jesus, here we are today in Christ Jesus. Imagine if Jesus failed. When he was in the garden and he prayed, he said, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Mm. Yet not my will, but your will, O God. Hallelujah. He knew that if he gives in, Jemima will not be here today. The entry of the Mary will not be here today. Hallelujah. The whole world, the destiny of the entire world was hanging upon Jesus. Sometimes you are going through certain things and you feel like giving in to the flesh, giving up and throwing in the towel, finding the easy way out. Brother, sister, destinies of people are connected to you. In those moments, your prayer should be at Jesus. Not my will, O God, but your will. Hallelujah. Amen. This is all called sacrifice. The believer is called unto sacrificial living. Until you labor, others cannot enjoy the rest of your labor. The Bible says that Jesus went to Samaria and he sat by the well of Jacob. Jacob labored and dug a well. And generations, generations after Jesus could find rest at the well of Jacob. Hallelujah. And at that well of Jacob, a woman to whom the destinies of an entire, entire people, that is the Samaritans, met Jesus at the well. Now, if the world was not there, Jesus would not have rested there. He would not have found a resting place there. And if Jesus had not found a resting place there, the woman would not have met Jesus for Jesus to change her life and for the woman to go preach to the entire Samaritans about the Messiah. Destinies connected. It all began with Jacob. Digging that well. May men find rest in your labors in the name of Jesus. Amen. I said, may men find rest in your labors. Man. There's a message I preached some time ago. You see, the patriarchs of old, there were three things that they did. There were three things. They built altars, they pitched tents, and they dug wells. It's a message I preached some time ago. Hallelujah. Man. The will of God must prosper in your hands. You must dig wells that will become places of refreshing for others. You understand what I'm talking about? We'll teach you that another time. But the will of God must prosper in your hands. Do you know that faith generation, as we continue to fulfill the will of God for us here in the ministry as a ministry family, do you know that? Do you know the number of lives that are being refreshed through this ministry? Imagine. Imagine. If we are disobedient and forsake the assignment, imagine. Listen, you never know who is using your light to come out of darkness. Don't stop shining your light. You never know. Hallelujah. The Amen. will of God must serve your generation. How? By the will of God. By the will of God. By the will of God. The Bible says that be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Understand it. God expects you to understand this will for your life. And the will of God for your life is in stages. Hallelujah. David was a shepherd boy. He became a military leader. Then he became a king. Hallelujah. There are stages in the will of God. Because the will of God is per time and per place. Hallelujah. So wherever you are, there is something God wants you to do. Whatever time it is in your life, there is something God wants you to do. Paul prayed and said, Father, what would you have me do? That is, the, that is a prayer of wisdom. Oh God, what would you have me do? Even as you have come to be part of faith generation, it doesn't matter how you came to be part of faith generation. The, the most important thing is you are part of the, of the, of the family now. Ask yourself, oh God, how you, you connected me here. What would you have me do in this family? Hallelujah. Amen. There are some people, they join churches, and instead of praying this prayer, they will not pray this prayer. Rather, they allow themselves to be used by the devil to destroy the church. So they are serving the will of the enemy to their own generation. 
and after they will fall asleep. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You will tell the will of God. So it is wisdom to pray. Father, what would you have me do? Hallelujah. Somebody say, Father, what would you have me do? Father, what would you have me do? Hallelujah. Ask yourself that question. And plug yourself in. And let God lead you. Let the will of God prosper in your hands. Amen and amen. Wherever you are. Let the will of God prosper in your hands. We'll teach you how, how to know God's will for, your, for you per time. Wherever you are. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, one of the things I love is that God, God does not hide things from you. You know, sometimes we think the will of God is some mysterious thing that is hidden somewhere. I must search and search and search and search and search before I find it. Why? If God wants me to do His will, why will He hide it for me to go and find it? <laughs> he has made it plain. Somebody say plain. Plain. The will of God is so plain. It's so clear. It's so evident. It's right there with you. We teach you. Amen and amen. amen. For one, the will of God for us as a ministry is simple. Win souls, disciple them. Hallelujah. Send out the message of reconciliation. Amen and amen. Teach the brethren. Raise them in the faith. This is what God wants us to do. Hallelujah. So be part of it. Connect to it. Body, spirit, soul, be connected. Hallelujah. Be involved. You know, be involved. Be involved. Hallelujah. Whose will are you serving in this generation? Whose will? Is it your own will? Is it your own ambitions? Hallelujah. Is it your own ambitions? Is it your own will? Is it somebody's will? Your father's will? Your mother's will? Is, is it God's will that you are serving? Amen and amen. Hallelujah. David, after he has said his own generation by the will of God, there are certain things you do in your life that are transgenerational consequences. Do you know that? There are certain things you do in your life. They are transgenerational consequences. Hallelujah. If you labor today, if we labor today, there are some people who don't have to labor anymore. They will just come and enjoy the rest of our labors and be refreshed by it. Hallelujah. May our labors in faith generation become a refreshing well unto many in the name of Jesus. May our labors in faith generation become a refreshing fountain that will refresh the nations in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. May you refresh the nations of the world. Out of us, may the rivers of life, may the rivers of joy, may the rivers of healings flow out of us to touch the nations of the world in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Listen, it is by this knowledge that we live and do everything that we do. This is what drives us. This is what wakes us up in the morning. You understand what I'm talking about? This is what drives our sacrifice. That is why certain times when it is between pleasure and pain, and we know pain is the will of God, we say, Lord, not my will, but your will. Not my will. Not my will, but your will, O God. Your will of God. Hallelujah. You will fulfill God's will for your life. It's not a difficult thing, brother. It's very clear. Jesus knew what God wanted him to do. It wasn't as if Jesus did not know. He knew. He said, For this cause came I into the well. He said, The Son of Man came not to be saved, but to save. He said, The Son of Man came not to condemn, but to save the lost. Hallelujah. He knew exactly what God sent him to do. So when he prayed, He said, Father, I have brought you glory by finishing the task. So we know what God has called us to do in our lives. We know it. It's not like we don't. We know. Amen and amen. And we bring glory to God by finishing and accomplishing the task. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. It's not too late to plug into God's will for your life. It's not too late. Wherever you are, don't be there thinking, oh, I wasted this many years of my life. No, 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 no. no. Today you can begin. Hallelujah. Amen. All the past is gone. Today you can begin. You can plug into God's will today. Amen and amen. And fulfill the will of God for your life. Hallelujah. We'll teach more. The others and myself will teach more on this. And we'll explain it deeper and deeper. And we'll answer your questions along, you know, along these lines. Hallelujah. So that each one of us will be plugged in. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Then this year, access supernatural help. Prevail by the force of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Be fruitful. Engage the keys of fruitfulness and be fruitful in your life. Number three, serve your generation according to God's will. Hallelujah. You see, the will of God for your life is not only spiritual, 
but even in the area of business and all that, you can fulfill God's will for your life. Do you know that? The man who discovered the electric bulb, look at what blessing it has been for us. The man who discovered electricity. If he had not discovered electricity, where would he have been by now? We'd still be in darkness. There are certain places in the world. Ever since God said, let there be light, light has not appeared there. We are still living in darkness. <laughs> Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. You understand? So you see, the, when the wisdom of God is operating inside of you, listen, you would, you would produce inventions, you would produce things that would be a great blessing to your generation. It's not only spiritual, spiritual obviously. In terms of our winning or so, discipling souls and raising men in the faith and, and all that, fulfilling the will of God, that is on our life. Hallelujah. In regards to the church and, and, and the ministry. Yes. And in all these other areas too, God will put a skillful wisdom in you. Amen and amen. May the wisdom of inventions come upon us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Receive wisdom unto with the inventions in the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That is why you see, if you are in school, don't take it for in fake generation. If you are in school, don't take it for a joke. Be serious. Be serious. If you are in pharmacy school, be serious. Amen. You are doing your PhD, be serious. Finish it. Finish it. Don't be finish it. Hey, we will not let you give up. We Amen. will be there with you. Hey, we will make sure you finish it. We will come for your graduation and rejoice with you. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Yes. 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 Hey, listen, if you can't do your, your whatever, see, ask for help. Hey, has anybody done organic chemistry before? Has anybody done principles of macroeconomics? Please help me. We help each other. You finish it and we will rejoice with you. Amen and amen. Listen, amen. Don't be worried. it doesn't matter where you are. Where you are, proceed from where you are. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. amen and amen. You fulfill God's will for your life. Hallelujah. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Begin to give glory to God. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice now. In the name of Jesus.
the every lady has a sister in Peru or in India. <laughs> <laughs> every lady, they all, they all have either it's a, it's a first cousin, second cousin, or a close relative. Is there? They are in Peru. They, I don't know why they are in Peru and India. That's where they are. In Brazil, Peru, Brazil, and India. These three places, they are there. <laughs> and when they are, when they have important programs in their life, they just call them. They send them. <laughs> you see you. So listen, don't only compliment them because listen, that one they change their entire look. They look like somebody else. Afterwards, they remove all those things and they are back to themselves. Mm. And when they are back to themselves, you don't compliment them when they are back to themselves. So most most ladies don't have confidence in themselves. Their only confidence comes when they put on that mascara and the makeup. I'm not saying makeup is no good, it's good. But, you see, that's the only time we compliment them. So, there are some ladies, if they wake up and they don't have makeup, they are in trouble. <laughs> you see, we must make our ladies feel confident in themselves. Let them know that we, we recognize the, the inner beauty of the spirit. Look at their humility. Look at their tenacity, their resilience, their strength, and compliment the beauty of their inner person, not just mm. the outside. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Today is for the ladies. Tomorrow it will be for the men. Hallelujah. Today is for, and all the ladies said, Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You see, today, ladies, I'm on your side. I'm on your side today. Hallelujah. Amen. So then, let's compliment our ladies in that regard. Let's, let's let them know that we see that. And let's enforce it in their mind. You know, one of the things, I don't want anybody in faith generation to only have confidence when they dress. You know the ladies, it's only when they've worn that dress that they are confident. So they find mm. that that's why they always go about buying things, buying things, because they are trying to buy confidence. But be confident in yourself, in the person of your heart. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's enforce it. Let's enforce that. Amen and amen. Not that when we should compliment them, when we should compliment them, but let's make sure we are we enforcing the real inner beauty of the heart. Hallelujah. <laughs> 